produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward here in Austin, Texas, TASA Midwinter. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez, and I have our very special guest, friend of the show, rock star superintendent from Gregory Portland ISD, Dr. Michelle Cavazos. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. It's good to see you. I, I have a question. Can we make it through this discussion without derailing it into laughter? That is the goal. Okay. All right. We're going to be serious and professionals. And But professionals, uh, educators have fun. You're right. You're right. Scratch, I mean, the best ones do. Scratch, scratch that from right. the record. Okay. <laughs> okay. Give me some highlights from the first semester in GPISD. Highlights from the best public school district in the state of Texas from the fall. Of there you go. I like how you're starting it. I like oh, how you put it out there. <laughs> yeah. I like how you're yeah. starting it. Well, we had our second uh, state of the district where we were able to showcase our kids, which is like that is my one of my favorite events, getting to highlight all the great things and right. great programs that are happening in our, our district. Uh, we also, ha our athletic programs are doing really well. We have a phenomenal yes. athletic director, Brent Davis, who is just turning around not just our football program, but hiring really great coaches and really transforming that, like our approach to the student athlete, right. that care of the athlete. Um, academics are, uh, we've launched our learning framework that supports our priority one of exceptional student performance. And so teachers are now getting more comfortable collaborating mm -hmm. in ways that they haven't before to really look at their student assessment data to inform their instruction and say, hey, you're knocking it out of the park on that. How'd you do that? Right, right. And what can I learn from you? No, that's great. And, and that's, you know, you know this, but that's key to student success is that we're sharing the best practices. And that's why we're here learning from colleagues and hearing other superintendents talk about their successes. But let's think of leadership because I, I want you, we were talking offline about leadership. How do you characterize your leadership? Well, I can do an analogy. That's beautiful. And then, okay, so I'm originally from up north, and we would drink pop, or some people call soda pop, but I've learned, <laughs> now that I'm a Texan, I've been here, you know, longer than any other state, so it's a Coke. So I'm like, I just opened a bottle of Coke. Okay. Not that people drink out of bottle. It's usually twist top, but this was a, you know, you pop the top, yeah. and when you open it, you know, a Coca-Cola has caffeine in it. And so my leadership, you know, gives you a little jolt, gives you energy. Okay. And then that effervescence, that bubbliness. What is that? Like, what, what is that? What does that represent? The, the effervescence. That like energy and enthusiasm and excitement for empowering and growing and inspiring other people. That's not bad. What about when you, you know, like when you drink it too fast and it burns your nose and you go like that? Is that not a part of it? I guess I hadn't thought about it, but I guess if I were to, you know, make some kind of analogy with that to leadership is that sometimes you have to go slower to go longer to when you're making, you know, whether it's change, but leadership, you know, and that's something I've learned over time is that, you know, I need to. I tend to be a kind of a fast, I can be a fast talker, I'm a fast walker. And then, <laughs> the, you know, learning as in leadership, it's not necessarily going fast. It's going slower to go long and to sus create something that's sustainable. Right. And, and, you know, watching you from afar and then getting to spend some time with you and, and learn from you. You know, if I'm being honest, I should have pumped the brakes a few times in my career and not be such, such so ready to jump in and initiate change whether it's warranted or not if people aren't ready for it you know it's not going to happen and 
you've been able to do some remarkable things in GP in a relatively short amount of time. So you have nailed that balance. And with your success, where do you go from here? How do you keep, you win the championship, right? But how do you keep, how do you stay on top of the, on the mountain and continue to grow um, your teachers and your students and your administrators? What's next? Well, it is all about continuous improvement and continuing to grow. And, and our vision at our district is to educate, inspire, and empower. And so, you know, to me, it's really important to build that leadership capacity. That's something that's always been important to me, no matter what district I worked in or what level. Um, because then it's helping build those skills that anyone can use. Everyone can lead from where they are. And so, as far as, you know, we, we reached the pinnacle, did we ever reach the top? Not, no, not really. But, you know, I've talked to a number of our colleagues, and there's been a lot of success. I know it's been a, a incredibly difficult year and multiple years for educators and districts with everything that we're facing. And yet, they've been able to achieve, much like yourself, been able to achieve and continue to grow. Um, and so, and we celebrate those things. And, and I'm always wondering, like, all right, how do you, how do you say, all right, we nailed it, but guess what? We've got we've to continue to continue to grow our kids. Um, yeah. And you're, you're right, we never reach it. Um, but that delicate balance of how do I push and how much do we celebrate? And yeah, where? well, it, I mean, it is a balance. And, you know, if, okay, if we do it like equate it to sports right. or even to like a band or choir performance. But, okay, if we do a sports analogy, okay, we win, we go to the playoffs, we win the state championship. Okay, next year, of course, we have goals to win again, but maybe it's to reduce, reduce our turnovers. Right. You know, have more rushing yards or passing yards. What's our next little goal, you know, to continuously improve and get better? You know, for on the academic side, it's, you know, can we, okay, say we were to master and get every student to read on grade level by third grade. Okay, maybe then we start, we push it down, let's get it to second grade yeah. and up. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's a great point. The small incremental chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's switch gears a little bit. You are an innovator, right? And you've got great facilities. You've got a great board, a great community. What are some of the things that you can envision down the road with maybe partnerships or, or programming or some things that you want to see happen in the community? Well, that's a great question because we're already laying that foundation with um, partnerships. We work very closely with our Economic Development Corporation or Council, with our industry partners, and um, and with our local government as well. So when I think of like our industry partners, mm-hmm. you know, we work very strategically with them, and um, you know, what are their needs? Right. What you know, wh- who? What are they looking for when they hire somebody? What are the the um, I guess cognitive skills? The you know the academic yeah, yeah. stuff but also what are the what people have called the soft skills you know how do they interact with people what are, what are those skills that they need in their employees um, and then they really work with us and say well here's how we can support you as a school district you know they've for us yeah we're, because of our location and our partnerships we've been very fortunate to have um, pro- not projects but uh, materials donated you right. know, like our um, process technology Oh, yeah. You know, we, and I've seen it. It's, it's unbelievable. It is. I mean, and I got there, you know, was, I'm like, this is incredible. You know, so kids can have that hands-on learning experience. See, one, is this something I really want to do when I grow up and graduate from high school? Um, or is it something, you know, they, it, or no, I don't want to do this. Right. Or, But I'm already building the skills so that I'm hireable right away. You know, you brought, interesting point, it's almost as important for kids to decide and understand, oh, this is, this is not 
what I what I thought it was and not what I want to do. The, the earlier we can incorporate in, in, incorporate that into their learning, the better off that they will be because I didn't know what I wanted to do, what I was, what I was good at other than sports, you know, and it took some some experimentation to figure out, all right, this is this is kind of my line. I like, I like sports, I like coaching, I like helping, uh, and that led me to education. So uh, speaking of your partnerships, you're doing an amazing thing because typically we think of that as a high school component and, and even middle school, but you're bringing some of those experiences all the way down to your early childhood center. Explain how you're doing that. Well, that is definitely our goal. So we're, yeah, we're in construction phases of our early childhood center, which will serve our four and five-year-olds across our district, and 18 of the classrooms will be experiential learning. And so uh, within those, we're partnering with our industry. So, for example, there's a, a construction room. Right. And so, you know, we kind of are doing a lot of construction in our district, <laughs> but in our region as well. Right. You know, and so partnering with them to, okay, how can we bring in some of their tools, you know, so kids can learn about what is this construction thing? Right. That, I mean, that's beautiful because had I known what that was earlier or had I had a sense of, all right, I'm an educator or I love helping people from an earlier age, it, it helps make the decisions along the path whether it be selecting a CTE course in high school or college or a job, that is so valuable. I think we're missing some of that because we think it's relegated to, all right, high school, high school yeah. and college. Well, and, and the other part with the experiences at our early childhood center is that, you know, kids start out there with a 30 million word gap that come to, that start school based on their home environment. Right. And it's to nobody's fault. It's just some kids have access to different kinds of resources, different kind. There, some families are able to provide more kinds of experiences sure. that are for learning. And so, but we, we get our kids. And so we we're looking at how can we accelerate that language and, and that literacy and numeracy for kids from an early age. And so with our experiential classrooms, they'll be building their, they'll be learning and not even realizing it, so that when they leave there and go to their first grade in their uh, so-called traditional elementary school, right. we've leveled the playing field. That's fantastic. Yep. That I mean, you you said it. They don't realize what they're doing. It's it's they're playing, but they're exploring, and then that enhances the learning instead of going into classroom and knowing that it's this and having a, a oh, I don't want to sit through that or I don't like that. They get the ability to play and explore and find out what they're interested in. So, got a question for you. What is your best board experience? How do you continue the great relationship you have with your board? We, you know, we work hard and play hard. I mean, we just, we have a lot of fun together. Y'all do have a good time. Like, every time y'all, and I've met some of your board members, y'all are always laughing. Y'all are always having a great time. Y'all seem to get along so well, you know? Yeah. And that's, you yeah. know, that's not always the case. Right. Well, it, but it's very intentional acts, you know, sure. like um, every I, I have breakfast or lunch with each of them one on one, you know, whether it's it's usually at least one or two a week. OK. You know, so at least once in eight, every eight weeks, seven or eight weeks, we have breakfast or lunch and just just to get to know each other as human beings. We may not always agree on everything, sure. but it's when you know somebody, it, it's all about the relationships and trust. Um, and then we do a lot of things in the community. We, um, the thing that just popped in my head, of course, at Christmas time, we did the lighted Christmas parade in each of our communities, you know, and so we had our float and everything. Um, Halloween, there's the boo bash and 
my board president had this mask on and he's sitting there scaring kids when they came <laughs> up to get candy from him. And, you know, but we just had fun. We did a 5K a couple of weeks ago in the community. Can I ask how Mr. Flynn did in the 5K? Was he, was he leading? Actually, you know what? He did not join us this year. <laughs> He, I, I, my, my one board member and I ran, he did the 5k and I did the 10k and, uh, but we just, we, we just have fun. And I think it's the relationship, but then we have mutual respect. We do definitely when it, then when it comes to the hard work of, of sure. board meetings, you know, the, our board doesn't always agree. Of course. You know, and I know people see the votes and say, well, then it looks like they all agree. But they really challenge each other, and I think that's what makes this team so valuable is they do think differently, and they have different perspectives, and they run in different circles, so to mm-hmm. speak. And so they can bring a lot of value. They not can, but not just can, but they do bring a lot of value to every decision that we make. You know what, but is there, you're right, and I'm sure there's discussions that are not, you know, not everybody loves the idea or what have, but is there ever any question that you're all doing in the best interest of kids? You know? No, and that's what, yeah, yeah, that's because that's at the core. They truly, truly care about our kids and our community and being very good stewards of our taxpayers' dollars. Sure. And oh, they, they y'all, just, I mean, y'all are one of the best. Well, but I mean, we, we, yes, we're very blessed that we have the access to the resources that we do, um, but we also want to make sure that one, we're not being taken advantage of. Right. Right. You know, but that as we're spending and allocating dollars, that we're extremely strategic so that we can maximize those dollars for the benefit of our kids. No, 100%. I mean, and when I said y'all are one of the best, it's not because of the resource. It's because how you guys utilize it to, to for the experiences of your kids. And it, it, it's been that way for quite some time. I've been quite jealous of that, by the way. But um, an amazing job doing that. So you know as well as I do teacher retention finding teachers keeping them not just teachers administrators educators what is what would a teacher get or administrator get joining your team joining your family in gpisd well currently we pay the best in our region and several other regions and um so we definitely you know take advantage of absolutely um but we're also you know and aside from the like tangible things you know we're even next year we're looking at paying for providing breakfast and lunch for them if they want to nice you know just because sometimes you can't get away and it would just be a convenience absolutely um we've increased our insurance contribution which is hard just because insurance premiums keep going up um but what priority two on our district scorecard is exceptional, um, high quality and high performing employees. And so we do an annual survey to see, okay, how are they, how do they feel about our organization? You know, we want, we're not always going to be able to pay the best. Right. And so we want to make sure that the culture and climate is very supportive and that people want to be there regardless of how much we pay. You know, so as far as it comes to, you know, support, we have, aside from the benefits, there's the curriculum instruction support. We have a team who's very committed to being there and rolling up their sleeves alongside teachers and say, here, let me model this and help you, or let's grapple with this and figure out how to approach it and improve the outcomes for your students. You know, that's a great, that's a great environment to be in. The support, it's not only the pay, the support and the, the ancillary cultural benefits of being in a district that you know you're cared for, you know you're supported, you know you're going to be competitive in terms of your wages. At this point, with, with the state of education, I mean, that sounds like a great place to be. And I know you, and I, and I, I very much respect you, and um, I know the work that y'all are doing in Gregory Port. And so... I mean, I'm, I'm going to plug it for you. Like, if you're looking for a great district <laughs> with a great leader, 
You oh, probably need to you. You probably need to check out Gregory Portland. Leadership. How do you develop your next round of leaders, your cabinet members, and you have a great team. Uh, I've met several of them. How are you filling their their cups, uh, their their Coke bottles? They're yeah, filling them up as leaders. Well, we we uh, bring in a lot of coaching. Uh, I've been very fortunate through my career to have executive coaching and definitely see the value in it. So sure. we provide, we've been providing coaching since I got there for our principals. Uh, they get one hour twice a, week, uh, twice a month uh, from an external coach because mm -hmm. it's nice, you can be more vulnerable with Very someone much. external. Even if you have a great relationship with your supervisor, they're still your supervisor. Absolutely. And then I've extended that also to my cabinet members. Um, and then I also meet with my cabinet, my direct reports uh, once a week, just you know for updates, but it also gives me a chance to coach them and right. build them. Um, but a lot of people will hear me ask them, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Because then that helps me know, okay, what is it that Rick Fernandez wants to be? Right. And then how, as I see opportunities, how do I put him in positions or in situations or provide opportunities for him to grow in these different areas so he can get to what he wants to be next? And that's fantastic. If you had a billboard and you could put it all over the state and it had a message about Gregory Portland, Gregory Portland ISD, what would that billboard say? Actually, I think it would be our vision, educate, inspire, and empower. Because that's, I mean, I know maybe that sounds corny, but that's what, you know, we're about. We are, you know, we, we exist to educate kids, but we want to inspire them to be their best versions of themselves. And we want to inspire not just our kids, but our employees and our community. And then we want to empower them. Our, our, our mission is to educate, inspire, empower our students to be successful in life and the next generation of leaders. And so every opportunity we have to empower them to be a leader, whether it's a leader of others, but, but primarily a leader of themselves. So they can you know, have that self-actualization and that agency. I like that. It is short and to the point right there. And, and you just articulated that very well. Last question. If you could change one thing about education, blink your eyes, what would you change? I wish that people respected the profession and the work, the, the tireless work that everyone in a public school system does. Mm -hmm. You know, every single person, whether it's maintenance, custodians, student, the cafeteria, student nutrition staff, teachers, assistant principals, principals, every layer of the organization wakes up every day to do what's right for kids. Yeah. And yeah. If, if I could wave a wand and everyone magically respected the profession and everyone who's working in it, it would, it would be prof a, make a profound impact in a positive way. Do you think we can tell our story? Do you think we can tell our story a little bit better to help that movement? Yeah, I think we always can. I think and as, as people in the service industry, we are all about serving other people, and we're not very good about tooting our so-called tooting our own horn. Right. We're so busy doing the work that we're like, oh, we're just we're doing our job. Yeah, we're, we're nose to the nose to the grindstone, and people will understand. They will see the the product of our results through our kids, mm -hmm. and we don't we don't do a good job of, of sharing all the great things, and that's why I love being able to talk to you. And I hope I don't embarrass you by by you know showering you with compliments, but it's what I've seen you be able to do. It's the team, it's the success that you've had in the work of your school board. So 
thank you for being on the show. You thank know I love having, having you. me. Yes, it's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thanks for all you're doing really to highlight education. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to, to give us uh, somewhat of a platform at least to talk and discuss and maybe hear each other out and, and share some ideas. So, yeah, and to the viewers and, and the people that are watching, if you'll like, subscribe, please. Any comments are, are welcome. If they're bad comments, I just ignore them, so don't worry about it. I'm joking. Please, as you, as you see fit. And I want to thank Dr. Michelle Cavazos, Gregory Portland ISD, and we'll be seeing each other soon because I'm going to come visit and check out all the great things that are going on. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. Produced by Podcast Architects.